Greetings, fellow adventurers, and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. Whether you're a goblin, barbarian, wizard, or warlock, gather your gear and potion because it's time Corey, Evan, and Eric to help you level up in fantasy football. And uh, I was just getting done telling Evan, like, I've had my fair share where, you know, on top of what I'm now doing with my new job, my wife just got a new job, too. And uh, she she got a job as a delivery driver. And the same week she got hired with another dude. And that same week they got hired, dude backed into a house and then refused to take a drug test. Oh, my God. For reasons that I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, So they had to fire him pretty much immediately and so she has been taking just all of his routes so she's worked 16 hour days for the last three weeks now oh at least you should be able to have a nice merry christmas you know oh the overtime has been righteous i will say it's well, been very very good overtime for her well, but yes. um she also gets home you know she she leaves for work at about like six o'clock in the morning and gets home around 8 30 9 o'clock at night for the most part so it's like <laughs> She comes in and I'm like, hi, how you doing? She's like, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to bed. Good night. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> nice to see you. That sounds about right. Ugh. Yeah. You're like, yep, yeah. I didn't spend any quality time with my wife, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's fine, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we have the weekends, at least. At least she has, so she works four-day weeks. So at least she gets Friday through okay. Sunday which is pretty nice because I'm work at home. So I get all day Friday and the weekend, obviously with her. But uh, yeah, it's still, it's just brutal. Like I can tell that she's like wearing down, but uh, luckily they just hired a new guy that will be starting next week. So that'll be getting a little more normalized. Um, But yeah, I think that all kind of coincides with what you guys got going on and what I got going on with the reason why I kind of was surprised, but is true, I guess, that we haven't done an episode in a month. So that's that was pretty wild because I thought it was like two weeks. But no, it's wow. been about an entire month. But again, it kind of makes sense with everything crazy that's going on. And also Thanksgiving was a week that we didn't do for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, happy to be back uh, on the pod with you guys because lots of stuff happened. And I don't know how much we want to like backtrack necessarily because um, like a lot of stuff happened. Four hour pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm. I mean, I'm done. If you guys are, it's only Look, five if here. You want a four-hour pod? I'm gonna give you about four minutes. <laughs> Correct. I do not yeah. want a four-hour. I'd run other things. You gotta say that it'd only be uh, it'd only be five to nine for me. So I'm down. If Would it, hour if... four or five of a four or five-hour pod be? Who is the XFL drafting in the first overall pick? <laughs> It could get to that, yeah. Or we just go through like a way too early 2023 mock draft and we go through all seven rounds. Seven. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Seven. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Look, I don't even think I can name seven rounds worth of players. Yeah. We we just start going the, the key and peel route, right? And just start making up names like Dingle McCrinkleberry and Yeah. <laughs> Dingle McCrinkleberry going third overall. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh but no yeah like like i said man we we got we got a bunch of stuff to talk about but uh and man it's it's been a month and i don't know where you guys are at it seems like you guys do deserve some alcoholic beverages but is it just are you guys just too tired to drink is it just watertown water city for you boys i'm too tired it's just water it's too yeah. tired i think we're going out for drinks after work tomorrow night with co-workers so i'll get it in then but did you end up going to the you, you were gonna go to a brewery or something right celery i changed my mind i played ah. guitar instead and stayed home oh there you go i did not yeah, want that... to it's like less than five minutes from me and i felt too far i'm like i'm staying here that's a Corey kind of choice. That's that's the exact type of choice I would make. It's like, do I want to go out and be social and drink, or do I just want to like stay home and play guitar or video game and drink at home? And I usually take that decision. You can ask Evan. I'm probably the biggest extrovert who ever extroverted. So for me to be like, I don't want to go see people, I'm in a state. Yeah, that's a testament for sure. Yeah, he's, he's the extrovert of our group, and I'm the introvert of our group. So gotcha. That's, yeah, that's correct. I, uh, I'm at nature an introvert, but I, I know how to fake being extroverted when I need to. And so I'm I'm kind of a middle ground. Who like they can be the life of the party, but inside they're secretly like I wanna be in a like in a futon reading a book. Yeah. That's almost always where I'd rather be, but if I have to go out and, and do the dang thing, then then I'll do it with a smile. I don't I don't mind it. So you guys water boring city but i get it you don't want to be drinking uh when you're feeling exhausted that's that's a bad route i'm, I'm also supposed to be back into work at 6 a.m tomorrow so oh dude hey i'm supposed to be in about that time too man man i'm feeling very uh very hashtag blessed right now uh <laughs> just because just for my complete work at home life like I, not having to go into the office at all has been a blessing for me um just because I get to wake up kind of when I want to. Although tomorrow I do have my big financial meeting with the uh, the big boss. So I'll Ooh. have to get up a little early for that. That's been that's been a good time. I have to do that every week and just like basically meet with my CEO and say, so this is all the money. Uh, what would you like to do with it? <laughs> so that's been <laughs> it's been a good time. Sorry, I was just getting my top talks and stuff in a little late. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put mine in when I made the. The show sheet, just to get the uh, one up on you guys, because I am now officially more than one point behind. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little later. First, I just before we get away from it, I am drinking beer like I do uh, water. Nah, boring. And I found a really fun one uh, by a company that I've gone with before, uh, Georgetown. Um, but I really like their can. So I picked it up as a winking cat on it. It's called Meowza and it's a double IPA. Which uh, it, it's it's very good, eight percent. But yeah, it's very drinkable, which is dangerous and fun. But I really like Georgetown. Everything I've gotten from them is is very good, and they're about thirty minutes away. Thinking about going and checking them out sometime because they do have tours. So I might go do that. Double IPAs are low key, just straight liquid sourdough bread. Not appealing. I can't do the double IPAs. You should have a triple. Oh. The triples are brutal. The triples are brutal. I actually, I'm not getting super hit with the sour on this one. It, it goes down pretty good, but I know what you're talking about. I've had ones that are very, very sourdough bread, and it's it's pretty brutal. Uh, triple IPA. I've actually had a couple good ones of that too. The best one I've ever had was like, it was like a almost like a stout like 
mix like it had like a chocolatey essence to it and it kind of like worked with the like malty hoppy ipa so that was pretty good but uh i agree for the most part triple ips especially when they're like 11 12 that's that's pushing it a little much to be uh super drinkable for me um but yeah i'm gonna have maybe one or two of these and we're gonna talk a little bit of football because we've uh we've missed some stuff and we've got to talk about it i really only put stuff on the list that is kind of current to talk about um feel free to jump in if you guys have anything from the last literally three weeks uh if you guys want to get anything up on there but i think right now let's talk a little bit about some qbs because they're not the most exciting sexy qbs to to be talking about but there's been a bit of a qb shakeup um and probably the one that was the most surprising and and kind of interesting was baker mayfield to the rams um because he's look baker to me he's a bad qb like i just i just think he's bad and will perpetually be bad he's now this is his third chance right um but he is still young and he goes to a team that like Sean McVay, I, I know team imploded this year, but Sean McVay is like proven to be a pretty good coach. And Matthew Stafford, yes, he will most likely return. Um, but is I mean, what do you guys think? Is there anything there? Do is there any shot that Baker Mayfield is on the team next year? Is the starter for the team next year? Nope. No. Um, I think this is just an audition for him to get signed by someone like the Texans. Or something like that. Some team that just needs a two to three year bridge quarterback. And I think the Rams are so bereft of future assets and stuff like that. When Stafford's healthy again next year, I think they're going to just try to run it back with him again. I don't see why they wouldn't. That does coincide with my theory that the Texans won't take a QB because they're the Texans and they don't know what they are constantly just flailing and trying their best and not doing the right thing. So crazy. (laughs) You so you feeling bad. the same, Evan, on, on Baker? Just simply a bridge for basically the end of it. It makes it, it kind of weirds me out that he, they even signed him like for the rest of the year, knowing they're not going to make the playoffs. I, I don't think it's weird. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. They literally couldn't move the ball with the guy who wasn't Walford, Walford and Walford's hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think they literally just said, hey, let's do a favor. We'll get Baker for cheap. He'll be in Sean, mm-hmm. Sean McVay's system. The Rams don't have a first overall pick, a first round pick. So it's not like they're tanking to make that better. So they're like, hey, let's just help each other out. Let's finish the rest of the season okay. Let's get through it and let's give Baker a chance to look good. And I, th- I think Evan might be able to confirm this for me because you tend to just have this knowledge. But I think the Rams get some sort of like conciliatory pick if like like something with Baker and getting an extra pick. I, I heard that was a thing. Yeah, uh, it has to do with the fact that they claimed him on waivers. So instead of him hitting free agency mm-hmm. because he was claimed on waivers, uh, if a team signs him, uh, they would be the ones to get the compensatory pick the following season um, for him signing. So that's probably why they signed him. I think that's that might be the answer. Um, but yeah, then also like he probably is going to be the best like one of the best backup quarterbacks if they do keep him um if there's a shot of that um but yeah i also think there's a good chance what you said is is correct eric where 
he might just be auditioning for a Houston Texans like team. And sorry, I just got to watch the opening drive for the Hawks. Because, ooh, that was a nice return. Opening kickoff for the Hawks goes almost 40 yards. Very, oh, very you're nice. behind. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't, spo- don't spoil anything. I'm on streams. Geno Smith ends the season horribly, and uh, Baker Mayfield goes to the Seahawks. No, boo. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about Brock Purdy. So, so on, on the. Uh... Baker Mayfield topic. I think there is a above zero chance, zero percent chance that he is the starter for them next year because I think there is a world where Sean McVay goes away from football and Matthew Stafford decides to retire. Ooh, that world does exist. So, so I mean, there there's at least one out of a hundred worlds where that exists a little early for a spicy take but i do like it no i i do like in all uh actuality i do agree with you there, there i think there is like probably a less than one percent chance but I, i'm sniffing something and i think there might be a chance i mean look aaron donald's flirted with retirement before yeah. if aaron donald leaves i mean you would expect he, stafford to not want to stick around on a rebuilding team he almost retired let's not forget he almost retired john mcveigh had to yeah. pull him back does, does he play another year with how this year went, I uh, I don't know, I don't know. And I mean, you just look at you just look at all the injuries um, that Stafford's had over his career. I mean, everything that he's battled through, and I yeah. mean, he's de- he's dealing with what a spinal injury this year or something mm-hmm. like that. It it's always seems to be something with his back, which mm-hmm. that doesn't. Hey guys, <laughs> us like being in this age range, I feel like we all know this. Um, that doesn't age well for your back. Like constant back injuries is not what you want. Like even without like a bunch of back injuries in my history, my back is always killing me. So I can't imagine what kind of pain that is going to uh, he's going to be experiencing through the rest of his uh, life or career if he has one. And let's not forget Cooper Cup, too, is a 30 year old wide receiver that broke his ankle. Um, That's not good. Um, And if they don't have him back and they don't have Stafford back or Aaron Donald back, and Sean McVay just goes, hey, look, we don't have a first next year. Let's roll with Baker Mayfield and try and maybe do a reset. Or if Sean McVay isn't there and they have to reset even harder, like, I don't know. It's interesting. I think the football world views Sean McVay's like, eh, we did bad. We don't have picks. I'm leaving. I'm going to the booth. Like, I mean, I wouldn't blame McVay, but it, I don't know. The, what's the right word? Maybe cherry picking it almost feels like. I'm going to go away for a few years when there's a team set up for me to win right now and I can just slip on in. I'm going to come back. I don't know. That just feels weird to me. I think it just really depends on like kind of what Evan was saying. It depends on the retirements and it depends on if these guys come back and play. Um, If Aaron Donald and or Matthew Stafford and or Cooper Cup aren't full go next season with the Rams, that is all like ammo in the chamber to to either walk away or or start getting something new because i i kind of agree where if it wasn't the super bowl winning rams i think this would be a different discussion but the fact that they had such high expectations everyone was pegging them to have a repeat appearance let's also remember that sean McVay is the youngest head coach in nfl right now in the entire nfl right now yeah he could he could go to the booth and then come back and head coach later like easily still probably one of the youngest yeah I mean, he's what, 36, 37 right now? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Six years older than me. That is wild. 
That is wild. <laughs> wow, hold on. That is wild to think about it in that context. That yeah, he's he's seven years older than I am. That think about nuts. it. He's eight years younger than Brady. Yeah. Wow. Coach, and he's coached six years. Four years. Four or five years. In that range, yeah, I can't off the top of my head. Uh, six sounds right. Brady but, might uh, outplay McVay's coaching career. <laughs> Yeah, he he was hired as a head coach when he was 30 years old. So he's coached six years. What do you think the odds were when you got hired at 30? And you were told, if you would have known he would be going into his 30th to 7th season, his 37th year, what do you think the odds would have been if whether he or Brady would still be in the NFL longer at their positions back when he got hired when he was 30? Oh, I mean, yeah when he got hired or like subsequent years after he got hired, how like good he was doing in my mind, I was like, Oh, this is the coach for the next 10 years, at least like if not, if not 15 years. And I could imagine him coaching for 20 years easily, uh, maybe not on the Rams, but for other teams. So, I mean, it is a wild thing, but we know that he has that booth job. Just like it's just there for him. Like as soon as he wants it, it's there for him. And that's, a whole lot less, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's less work. It seems like it would be. Um, yeah, I actually, I think I could say that I'm pretty confident. Like, booth work seems easier than being a head coach of an NFL team. I, I'm pretty confident in that. So, easier job for pretty good money still. If we, I, okay. I think I think Evan's right. I think there's a non-zero chance. Um, but yeah, okay. So, we got a couple more QB situations, and they... I did just realize they all happen to be NFC West situations, which I don't want to talk about that too much just for the implication that all the NFC West QBs get injured because all of them have except for Geno and it's going to stay that way. But let's talk a little bit about the Niners uh, with Brock Purdy because look, the Niners defense did the job against Tampa Bay for sure. Like that. And I think we can credit them for the most part, for the win. But Brock Purdy, with all that talent around him, I know, I know. He's a smaller QB. I know, I know. He's literally Mr. Irrelevant. But he won. He won, and he's going to continue to start. Um, So, I mean, we are expecting Jimmy G to probably... What do you guys think? Like, Is he going to come back with the Niners next year? First of all, like, is Jimmy G, do you guys think Jimmy G is going to be a Niner next year? So there's like a couple things to unpack with this. One, your stat of the week is Brock Purdy was not born when Tom Brady started his first start in the NFL, <laughs> which is wild. That's so I heard crazy. that now I'm in my chair. That's so weird. Um, That's so wild. Such a weird stat. But um, I think Jimmy G's gone because I think. Purdy might be a slightly better version of Jimmy G and younger. I don't, maybe, you I don't know. I think so. It, it looks like, it almost looks like they were holding back plays. And since Purdy came in, they unlocked more of the playbook. I don't get it. It looks weird. Maybe they're just trying weird stuff and throwing balls to the wall because it's a seventh round draft pick. I don't know. I but think I that might be. I think that might be Jimmy G having more elective on improvising. It could than be Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy has to stick to the playbook, and and I think Jimmy G has a little more room for like 
making different reads and audibles. But I think almost no matter what, I think Jimmy G's gone because I think he's going to command a bit more money. And I think they look at it and go, they're either going to run it back with Trey Lance next year when he's healthy, or they're like, hey, we got this guy who's doing just as good as Jimmy G did on a cheaper ticket. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think Jimmy G's gone. I think it's Trey Lance's team next year, unless Purdy for some reason goes and wins the Super Bowl this year. Like if Purdy (laughs) wins the Super Bowl this year and he looks good doing it, like how do you justify starting Trey Lance over him? It's not impossible, right? It's not impossible. Uh, I mean, okay, but let's look at the corollary, right? Like Nick Foles from uh, on the Eagles. He also came in as the backup, won a Super Bowl, and wasn't the starter next year, right? Right. But I think Nick Foles is already kind of established as what Nick Foles was. Mm -hmm. Purdy's technically a rookie. Yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Like, what if he has that Brady-like ascension? I'm not saying he's right, but that like, you know, came in in that first year and took him to the Super Bowl when Drew Bledsoe got hurt. No one is saying that he's Brady, but he did beat Brady. No, right. He's not. But like that kind of correlation, right, where Drew Bledsoe just signed the biggest contract for a quarterback ever, was a pro bowler, and then Brady played better and took him to the Super Bowl. So they're like, bye, Drew Bledsoe, and they let Brady run with it, right? Why wouldn't Shanahan do that at the same time? There's not a 0% chance that Purdy isn't the star next year if they go that far, right? It certainly makes sense to me. Like, realistic top-down, just in a vacuum image for me, it makes sense to me that if Brock Purdy continues to succeed and win, even if he maybe doesn't take to the Super Bowl, even if he just, you know, has a fair showing in the playoffs, um if he does, like, I don't see any reason why they would bring back Jimmy G. I, I see the realistic I think option. Gone. I, think I think the realistic option is Trey Lance, and then Brock Purdy is now the new backup to Trey Lance. Um, right. And the boy, thing is, if, yeah, this is hypotheticals, right? If they go, if Spartan Hunters go to the Super Bowl and Purdy is a major part of it, like, it's a lose lose situation for Lance. Because even if they decide to give the job back to Lance because he was a third overall pick and his, inarguably probably the more talented quarterback every little mistake lance makes the fans are going to be screaming to put purdy back in like if he goes that far with this team like and even if lance does well there's always going to be that like well we got purdy sitting back there that almost becomes like an unwinnable situation for lance at that point unless lance becomes mahomesian like it might be it could end up being the inverse though where with purdy kind of nipping at the heels lance has to like has to take that step forward and and figure it out but i think i think both things are are likely and uh i would love if evan if you have a take on lance in any regard or you have to still be expecting at this point lance to be the starter coming into next season right uh, you're, yeah, but there's there's too much draft capital invested in him uh, yeah. for them to just give up on him right now. Uh, and very much they're winning games on their defense. So if they can have an explosive quarterback, that'll unlock the offense a little bit more, be able to are run you, around a little bit more. Are you worried about the like injury he sustained and the fact that he's like a mobile QB or like you're pretty much expecting him to like make the full recovery and still be like just as mobile. Cause that was kind of his attraction is that he was mobile. Yeah. I mean, I think it was early enough in the year 
um, that it won't be a huge problem, uh, especially for the second half of the season. Uh, I do think that he'll be, it'll be a mental game for him originally, um, getting back on the field and having to take those hits to be able to run and trust the ankle again. Um, so there's all of that. I mean, you look at the way that Dak was playing um, after he fractured his ankle, uh, the tentativeness to be able to step back and really plant and and use the foot and drive off of it. Um, so, yeah, there's probably going to be questions early on. And, I mean, it, you just can't, in my opinion, once again, Eric disagrees, but, you know, the undeniable talent, uh, arm talent that he has. I mean, he has a cannon attached to his shoulder, and he is still mobile. Marcus Russell had a cannon. Watch, this goes dead silent. <laughs> why, why do you have to be this way? <laughs> who hurt you? Right? Yeah, who hurt you? Um, but regardless, the, the 49ers are winning their games on defense uh, with – both of their quarterbacks potentially next year being on rookie contracts. I do think it is a higher probability that Jimmy G ends up going, uh, especially if Brock Purdy looks like a serviceable backup. Um, with that being said, then they can invest more money into re-signing guys on their defense uh, and keeping their offensive line together, uh, which would be huge for them. Where would the, where would the primo Jimmy G spot be? be for you guys because i think i am also on that same wavelength i think he like realistically speaking jimmy g has to be gone like i it, it would be weird and 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 just just very unlikely to me that he stays on the niners i think the i think the colts might be it for me i like him on the colts i do not where do you like him he takes over for tom brady in tampa bay oh and Brady retires or Brady goes to the Niners? <laughs> he's going to the Niners. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think he's going somewhere. I think Brady would be more of a... Mm, nah, he won't go where Peyton played. I Brady, was gonna... Brady feels like he either plays for the Bucks or he's the Niners. The it, it feels he's like he plays for the Bucks or the Niners or he retires. Like I just can't imagine him anywhere else. I think the least likely place he plays next year... I think the two lowest possible places he could play next year would be the Bucks or the Chiefs. I think he might retire. I think he might actually really retire. I think he would retire before going back to the Bucks at this point. I think he's done with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean that. There's a world he goes back to the Patriots. <laughs> I figured. It. I figured out Stop my it. team. Oh. I was just debating this. I was figuring out the Jets. <laughs> for wait for Jimmy G or for Brady? Either. Actually, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about it. What team has a very up and coming defense, oh has weapons God. on offense, needs to make the offensive line better? Oh, and that the quarterback is in a desperate situation. That makes a lot of sense. I that like makes Brady a lot of sense. I like Brady there a lot. There's oh, my rumors, God. There's actually rumors floating around that, um, Derek Carr might be traded to the Jets. Yeah, there is. I saw that. There's a lot of smoke there. around that. I, <clears throat> I mean, if I'm a Jets fan, whether I get Carr, Brady, or Jimmy G, I'd be happier than what I got. 
So Just any kind of quarterback upgrade at yeah. this point with the Jets, I feel so bad for their fan base. Like mm-hmm. their defense is playing fantastic. Yeah. And they're looking like a legitimate threat on defense. Their offensive line is so decimated with injuries. Yep. Like it's just a bunch of corpses out there trying to play offensive line and their quarterback play is not, not great. They have wide receivers. They have Brees Hall coming back next year. So that's going to be a big boom for the offense. So, I mean, they're sitting what eight to 18, the 18th pick, I think right now, I think they're the first team out um so i mean you got a teens pick you know there's some offensive linemen that could be around in that range yeah, yeah. i mean look, look what mike white has done for garrett wilson and it's and he's mike white like put put a brady back there even put a jimmy g back there it's gonna be a lot better um man brady playing for the jets is very it's I was about to say, just think, think about the think about the narrative for the either implications, one of yeah. being former Patriot quarterbacks going up against them. That's big time. Yeah. Okay. It. Yeah, um, I like it. One one real quick note on the Trey Lance thing, though. Um, the only thing I'm going to say with that is where Evan mentioned about the too much draft capital invested. Normally, I would agree with that, but Shanahan is also incredibly close with Belichick like one of the only coaches ever who doesn't give a crap about draft capital and about who will win. I don't know if that has an influence on it. And maybe Kyle Shanahan goes meh and does something else. I don't know. Uh, It should be Trey Lance, but I'm just saying, I don't think draft capital for him is as important as other teams would be. Yeah, I know. I agree. Uh, Sorry. I had a short pause there because I just, uh, just saw Christian McCaffrey three for 29 so far. That's really great. Love it. Love my Hawks defense. That is fantastic. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonder bar. Okay. Very cool. All right. Uh, well, again, as preface, we have one last sort of QB situation. And it's the other NFC West team with an injured QB situation. Kyler Murray, three plays into the game, uh, gets that torn ACL that I think, I mean, I think we're lying if we said that like none of us saw that as a possibility for him being what he does, who he is. Like a lot of people talk themselves into like, Oh, he's very athletic. And so, you know, even though he's a very physical run heavy quarterback, like, Oh, it'll be fine. Nope. He tore his ACL guys. And uh, that's brutal. Um, Certainly means the cards are pretty much dead in the water this year in terms of like team playoff contention, but the QB situation there is tumultuous. And I think you're pretty worried if you're like a D hop Hollywood Brown, even like James Connor owner, like any of these guys, like the whole offense just takes a huge, huge downgrade. Um, I mean, you're looking at Colt McCoy who's hurt. Um, He's usually like a little below average serviceable. I would put him, um, but he is hurt. And so now it's looking like David Blau. That's who that's who it's going to be. That's who they're rolling out. Um, Is it blow? It's blow. So David blow, (laughs) um, which, you know, I don't want to lead anyone anywhere with just his name, but um, yeah, he's a quarterback, I guess. Uh, And so, yeah, I just, what do you, what do you guys think? Is this just basically, bad news bears and what are we looking at for like kyler murray next year 
um, this late into the season with a torn ACL? Like, are we worried at all for next year, but also just long-term longevity of the Cardinals quarterback? So I think it is important to remember that it, it, I'm pretty sure it was just an ACL. It wasn't an MCL, wasn't a PCL, wasn't an LCL. Um, So when you start only having an ACL, that's going to allow you to be more aggressive with your recovery. And with that being said, typically that means that it ends up only being about a nine to 10 month recovery process. So with that being said, he'll likely miss the very beginning of next year. He'll likely miss all of the off season, just rehabbing. Does that mean that he's going to be a discount? I don't know. I mean, sure. If you want to give him, give him to me a discount prices, knowing that he's going to miss probably the first two to three weeks of the season. And then on top of it, be a little rusty, probably take another three to four weeks to get back into shape, be able to get him back probably around week seven back to being Kyler. I mean, I think there's a realistic point to be made there. I also think it's really interesting to think about that, especially with Hopkins there. Like with the age that Hopkins is at, I mean, this is a big just boot that just got thrown thrown on his career and just being like, hey, you're not moving. You're not you're not going to be going anywhere fast. You're not going to be recording a bunch of yards. Um, And I think it puts the entire Cardinals organization in pretty bad positioning because their defense is not good. They relied a whole heck of a lot on Kyler. They just gave Kyler a giant contract. Cliff is pretty much tied to Kyler, even though they seem to not be getting along right now. You brought in Hollywood Brown for Kyler because they were college teammates. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's definitely rough for D Hop. We we were already kind of seeing glimpses of of him. You know, um, he's in that age range. You can't you can't expect him to play for another two three years with the same like electricity that he has in in his career. So. That's difficult. Here's a question. Startup draft, first round, super flex. Are you taking Kyler? I didn't do that this year. Is Kyler now kind of on the not draftable list? Do you take him in the second round? Late second, early. Oh, yeah. You take him in. I mean, you take him in the second round. Yeah. I would easily take him in the second round. Yeah. Like like 202, 203. Oh, yeah. I would take him as I honestly, I would take him as a swing pick. The the 112, okay. 201. I wouldn't take him to about 208. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I think there's other high side players I would high upside players I'd rather take. I think I think I'm again like sorry to split the difference, but I think I am like right in between you guys. I like 204, 204, 205. That's kind of where I would like him. It depends on my draft, but if he's there at 203, maybe. Probably not though. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you did take him in the first round, like pretty early as he was going last year. Um, not not great for sure with the injury. It's not what you want to see, especially with his main offensive weapon and DeAndre Hopkins not getting any younger. So that's just unfortunate. So, so okay, so on that, QBs that you would take over him, just kind of general area. All right, Trevor Lawrence, you taking him over, Kyler? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, 100%. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, he's been showing it lately. Tua? 
Tua, Tua? yeah. Okay, Dak. Eric like, has to I, think about it because he does not like Tua. <laughs> I'd probably go Tua. Dak. Oh, that becomes. Yeah, I'd probably go Dak. Because I know uh, Dak can still throw the ball when he's not running. Man, I think I take Kyler there. Yeah. And then last one, Watson. Kyler for me. I think Kyler's the right choice. Okay. So then realistically, that would probably put him around what? QB 10? QB 11? Somewhere right there in that range. Yeah, 9, 10, 11. Based off of the guys that you're listing and how you're kind of ordering them. Yeah. I'd probably put him right behind Brock Purdy. (laughs) Stop it. So, So realistically, I think it's pretty safe to say that seven eight quarterbacks in a 12 team super flex are going to come off in the first round. I feel pretty solid, pretty safe to say seven or eight quarterbacks have been really up and down this year. I think we might see a little drop off in the first round quarterbacks grab. And I think you'll see a lot more people go for like a JJ. So I kind of agree on that aspect, but I don't think a single running back is going to go in the first next year. I think bell will. You don't think bell will. Bell. Oh, sorry, Brees Hall. Wow. Oh, that was bad. Holy no, moly. So, so, I was so suddenly awful. transported 10 years ago when Le'Veon Bell was I was super confused. So I oh. do not think Brees Hall is going to go in the first round because people are going to be concerned that he's coming off of the injury. Hmm. And people are going to look at JT and say, oh, he's a year older. We just saw him kind of break down this past season. Poor performance. And then Kenneth Walker... I mean, are you really going to take Kenneth Walker in the first? Like, the only argument would be the absolute hype train just going insane on Bijan, and I think that's ridiculous. I think you'll see something Bijan goes first round. If Bijan goes to the right spot, I think that's possible. But I think another thing about Brees Hall is, like it or not, right or wrong, people are going to look at Zonovan Knight and be like, oh, is there going to be a little bit of a thing there like because he's been looking really good and he's also a rookie and so there could be a little more split there maybe there's not at all but i think there will be a little bit of a perception there that there could be a little more split so that that's realistically my idea of why i don't think a single running back is going to go in the first of startups next year uh i think it's going to be hard pressed for a tight end even in a two-point tight end premium to go in the first round because people are going to look at it and say, okay, Kelsey's a year older. Pitts is coming off of an injury. Yeah. Maybe make the case for Mark Andrews, but what ends up happening with Lamar Jackson? Does he end up sitting out forcing a trade? Does he end up sending a long-term contract? That's going to be very interesting to watch. So, I mean, realistically, the way I'm looking at it is two wide receivers in the first, and then you got 10 spots left. I, mean, you, I think eight. I think eight of them can very easily be quarterbacks. I think you could see four to five wide receivers going in the first. Yeah. No, I, I think. I think. But, but, JJ, but what are the four? But what are the four to five? Is the issue? I mean, JJ, AJ Brown is probably the only one that you can make the argument for. Well, JJ, Chase. Well, yeah, those are the two obvious ones. I think there's a lot of people who might put Garrett Wilson up there after what he's been doing. And you don't without, think without a quarterback. That's a win now team wouldn't put like a Tyreek up there or a Stefan Diggs? In the first, I'm not sure. In the first, I'm not sure. Well, um, I saw him going in the first last year. And as I much think as on up. 
as much as there are a lot of really good young wide receivers right now, I think there are also a lot of really good young quarterbacks that are going to be available in that first round and in a super flex league. I mean, I think they will take precedent. I still think JT is, has still like retained. I know it's been a rough year. I think he's retained first round draft like worthiness in my opinion. Um, I'd probably take him there, like not at the top, like he was going uh, this past year, but certainly like late middle end of first round, I, I think I'd still take a JT. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of tend to agree where the QB. Yeah. I think that's, you're going to see a lot of, if you're playing on sleep, you're going to see a lot of red in that first round with a lot of QBs going. Uh, and then the wide receivers with JJ and AJ and chase, I think those are all guys in the conversation for sure. Um, Oh, I just watched that. Wait, what just happened? No. Was that a fucking I, pick six? God damn it. So so then I think the only other wide receiver that you would make the case for based off of age is CeeDee Lamb because we've seen a lot of exposure on Jalen Waddle right now. Like we have seen what it has looked like and I think it's very, very clear at this point that Tyreek's the one. Okay, not yeah. a pick six. Okay, okay. I don't know why he ran it in the end zone. Sorry, I'm watching the Hawks game and I'm just cursing the Niners. Um, so yeah, what, yeah. Player who's probably going to drop next year and based on your running back statistics and stuff and running backs not going as high, someone's going to get Najee Harris later next year and they're going to be real happy because I think he's going to take a big hit and I don't think he should. Yeah, he's he's been playing injured. Like that's almost certain. Like you can't really slice it any other way. I think that a lot of people just with Najee, they have to kind of like hope and pray that that's the case. But I think that's also not owning a lot of Najee. I think that's probably what's going on there. Um, So yeah, hopefully. uh, I mean, I think it's insanity that I've seen two trades involving Najee recently. Ramondre Stevenson for Najee straight up. And then Tony, Tony Pollard for Najee straight up, which is insanity. That's gross. Look, Tony Pollard's been playing very well recently, I will say. But come they're, on. They're almost the same age. They which are. is wild. That's that's wild, right? To think about. But, but Tony they are Pollard's almost also the same got age. a heck of a lot more carries and yeah. a heck of a lot more clutches already on his body. Okay, but if if Zeke isn't back with the Cowboys next year, you you still notch you over Pollard? If yes. Zeke isn't if Zeke isn't back, then I think there could be a conversation. That's probably what think, the, I still the trade that is I would based take, on. I, I still think I would take Najee though. Okay. Yeah, I that's tough. I love Pollard. I'm a huge Pollard. I have a mulatto team, so that's a little tougher for me. I hear you though. It's probably still Najee. I mean, yeah, it's probably still Najee. But quick, quick question. Which of these three teams would you least want to be the fans of going forward right now based on the state of their franchises? The Cardinals? The Rams? Or the Broncos, which oh, one? Broncos, one hundred percent. It's it's so deflating to be a Broncos fan it's because your defense is so good. Yeah, you said which one would I want to be least? The least likely. Which fan would you not want to be a? Wow, which Bron- team do you not want to be yeah. a fan of the most? Broncos, one hundred percent. The Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. because they just they just changed ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just paid a quarterback who is playing atrociously, yes. a ton of money. They also traded a bunch of draft capital for him. Okay. You add all that together. Plus you have a lights out defense. Yeah. 
you still can't win games. That's so frustrating. That, that, that is adds so frustration. demoralizing. Yeah. That is so demoralizing. Yeah. I mean, you have defensive linemen screaming at Russell Wilson on the sideline. On yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. The, I, 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 think the, I shouldn't I think be smiling. But... Throw, throwing in the Houston Texans in there. Yeah, I mean, at least they have the number one pick next year. That's something to get excited about, right? I mean, I guess. Let's see what they do with it, I guess. Broncos Nation, let's ride. This is the most crazy. It's Broncos country. Broncos country, let's ride. He's so cringy. You guys, I don't know if you remember this, but or even saw this, but that first game where he played the Hawks and lost in his press conference, where he ended the press conference with the saddest Broncos country, let's ride. As he like walked oh. off the stage, that made my whole life so good i shouldn't take this much joy out of like reveling in like a guy's failure but i'm a hawks fan man i I gotta appreciate it we had literally on paper everyone said how bad of a trade that was for us nobody thought that was a good idea to trade russ away and it ended up being the best move i mean it looks great it looks great right now for what we got from him uh very excited to have probably a top three pick next year and still maybe sneak into the playoffs. I'm not expecting it because I never was, but it, the fact that it's even possible is wild. There's a high chance you got two top five picks out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Never. I was, I was on the forefront, man, of being like, I can't believe we did this. How could this be a good idea? I'm as guilty as everyone else is, but <laughs> I know when to change my flags colors and it's looking good for us. Uh, go Hawks. So uh, th- those are the kind of the QBs that I wanted to touch on. Um, I don't know if there, I'm sure there was other stuff. We could talk about Mitch Trubisky <laughs> playing for the injured Kenny Pickett, but I think he'll be back. So no point. Um, but let's, let's go into a little bit of more turmoil here with another position group, because we kind of touched on it before with some TE talk, but the tight ends now, um, I feel like, Kelsey is Kelsey. And until he says, I'm not playing anymore, he's the guy. And it doesn't matter how old he is. Yes, he's not going to have value beyond like his couple years that he plays, but you can't you can't really think of him like that. You have to think of him as like, if I have Kelsey on my team, set, lock, forget, I got my tight end locked up. And that's awesome for any position. So you got Kelsey Andrews was the guy that everyone was like, hey, this guy might be sneaking in. Like, this guy might be the resurgence of this, like, two tight ends in the first round argument. Um, Without Lamar Jackson at the helm, and even kind of with Lamar Jackson at the helm, it's not looking that way um, for the most part um, this season. So that's been a little sketchy, but I think just historical data, probably he is still that number two guy uh, coming into next year. But I want to talk about the third guy because it does seem like there's movement and whether or not this guy sneaks into kind of the same conversation of value of the top two guys with Kelsey and Andrews. That's a debate. And, you know, we could talk about that. But I think there's three guys here that are interesting. And it's Hawkinson, Fryermuth, and Pitts. And I think they all have points and they all have cons. Um, but I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about them because it's interesting now because Pitts was the incumbent guy, right? I think we were all Pitts 
all the way for TE3 for the most part at the start of this year. He had the youth, the draft capital, target share should have been there. He got hurt. But even before that, it was looking pretty rough. And then we got Hawkinson, who is a round one tight end, goes to a new team with the Vikings, who are a high-powered throwing offense. He's getting targets like crazy. He's getting receptions like crazy. He's looking pretty good. And then there's Pat Fryermuth, who I'll admit, I was probably the downest on between the three. Um, I was not really on him at all. And that was largely a Kenny Pickett thing for me because I just wasn't really into him. But he is now showing to be a valve. He's he's a blanket and he is getting targets and he's getting red zone targets and he's getting receptions. So out of these three guys, they're all pretty young. Hawkinson being the oldest out of the three. Um, what do we think, guys? Uh, how equal are they? Is there anyone that that really stands out to you? Oh, give me the athletic. I mean, I'll I'll still bang the drum. Give me the athleticism of Kyle Pitts. Um, it's very clear to me that of that group, he is 100% the most athletic tight end. Uh, he's also probably in the worst offense of that group. Um, so there's also that. Uh, is there any chance? Is there a non-zero percent chance that Atlanta drafts a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, they might take another shot. Never know. Maybe they go out and get somebody other than Marcus Mariota because they're realizing that he's not the answer. Uh, First game but, with uh, Desmond Ritter coming up. So we'll see how Desmond Ritter looks. Um, maybe he can actually stand in the pocket more and distribute the ball, uh, which would be awesome because they're building a basketball team uh, down in Atlanta. But the one name that you forgot was Dallas Goddard. He plays with Jalen Hurts, who loves to throw it to the tight end. He plays in the explosive Eagles offense mm-hmm. right now. Jalen Hurts is expected to get a contract extension this, this offseason. Uh, Goddard's locked in, I think, for another three years in Philly. That's interesting. Yeah, no, he didn't make my list. And I think that ends up being like he has a, a fair amount of car- competition with, with Smith and A.J. Brown um, that the other guys, to me, just kind of don't have that same level of competition and he's a little bit older um but he is on probably the best offense in the nfl on the eagles um i i like it as like a like a dark horse guy to kind of lead the way on the tight end three conversation but you so you are saying that goddard over those three guys besides or i guess over those two guys besides pitts yeah so i'd take pitts and then goddard and you think about it the eagles have the highest scoring offense in football right now they have the third most yards in football. So, I mean, it's an offense that's moving up and down the field. Uh, we saw what he did. I mean, six out of the nine weeks, he was a tight end one. Uh, so he had a top 12 tight end week. He had multiple top five tight end weeks. So you get into all of those those items. Uh, you get into the fact that Jalen Hurts loves to throw it to the tight end. He works the middle of the field. He's going to have a touchdown potential. Uh, when he's in the offense and playing, he's probably the second target in that offense. I would probably put Smitty as the third target in that offense. And obviously, A.J. Brown is the one in that offense. Okay. Yeah, I like it. What What about you, Eric? How do you feel about these guys plus Goddard? Evan kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, where's okay. Goddard? Goddard would be four for me. And I, I would agree with Evan. I think just on sheer talent alone, you'd have to put Pitts like, up at that third spot. But I think right now that there's clearly multiple tiers of tight ends. And I think Kelsey and Andrews is still that tier by themselves. 
Should Pitts be in that tier and will he eventually be in that tier? I say yes. But until we start seeing it on the football field, um, when he gets a better quarterback and stuff around him, I think he's the top of that second tier waiting to jump into that up. But then I got Goddard, and then I would probably have um, who are the other two? Is Fryermuth and Hawkinson? Hawkinson. I'd probably go Fryermuth and then Hawkinson. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think a I think a name that um could start because that's like the next tier tight ends. I think probably the top of that next tier that kind of comes is probably Schultz. He's not quite up with those four. It's kind of like right there. And then just a couple of sneaky names that I've kind of liked as this year has gone on. I think Cole Komet and Fields are starting to try to starting to find a rhythm a little bit. I kind of like what they've been doing. Um, I really like the chemistry that Trevor Lawrence and Evan Ingram are starting to build. What was that last weekend? Like 10 catches, 162 yards and two touchdowns. Nuts. Yeah. So I think he's on his way up a little bit if he can stay healthy. Um, but they're 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 in a tier below the ones we're talking about. Um, but there, okay. there's some names that are starting to pop up a little bit more here and there out of the tight end waste, wasteland that was the first eight, nine weeks of this year. I, d- I definitely agree with Eric that I think there's a very distinguished two tiers right now. And I think there is six tight ends between those two tiers. Uh, I think it's very clear, Kelsey and Andrews in the first tier. And then I think it's very clear, these three plus Goddard in the second tier. I think and Schultz is a very trying. clear. I think there's a very clear break after both of them. I think Schultz is trying to push his way to two, and it's just not happening. I, so yeah. I, th- I think okay. that the conversation with Schultz is that we don't know if he's going to be back in Dallas. Yeah. And Dallas, do they really have the money and the want to go sign him long term? We're seeing Ferguson get more snaps. We're seeing Ferguson get worked into the offense more. Uh, we're seeing Hendershot get worked into the offense more as well. Um, so does somebody else end up paying Schultz more money to go somewhere else? And then he has to rebuild that chemistry with his quarterback. Um, cause he does have a very good chemistry with Dak Prescott. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, to me, um, I feel you guys for sure. Um, Pitts is probably that third guy, probably. Um, the youth is very, very attractive. The athleticism, obviously, but the fact that he's so young still is very attractive. For me, I think Hawkinson is is closer, though. Um, that that might be my guy to be kind of bleeding in. I think he's my four, and I think he might be bleeding into three. Um, he also is crazy athletic. Not as athletic as Pitts, sure. But I think that the offensive power of the Vikings versus the Falcons, that's what overtakes it for me. And Hawkinson's still young enough at 25 years old as a tight end um, with that athleticism. I mean, let's not forget we're not that too far removed from where he was taken. He was taken 108 overall. That's not too far away from Pitts. And the, the fact that he is on the Vikings, that we're seeing the bell toll for Adam Thielen, guys, who has... Like, like it or not, he's a target hog. It's going to come down to J. Jeff and Hawkinson as the number one and number two options on the Vikings. And I get that Kirk Cousins might not be a sure thing, but as long as he is on that team, it's going to be a fine enough offense where Hawkinson is going to continue to get seven, eight targets and be a guy that it's possible that he makes electric plays and touchdowns. Um, 
So yeah, I think that that is probably my guy, not maybe not quite over Kyle Pitts, but I think he's my guy over the other guys. I can't believe the Vikings are 10 and three with a negative one point differential. Yeah, they're they have a stink to them for sure. Yeah, there's a stink there. That's a weird team. Yeah, they've won a lot of weird games. Like, I don't think they should have won against the Bills. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think so, but they did. So I guess that's all that matters. Um, well, they they put up enough got, points. They also, they also got shellacked by the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah 40 to 3 against the Cowboys is um it's bad. Yeah. Is bad. Um, also, um, uh, baby goat uh Brock Purdy is nine for nine right now. That is I hate that. Although I do have him on some fantasy teams and I traded for a bunch of George Kittle. I think maybe Kittle in this tight end conversation. How do we forget George Kittle? That's pretty true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess because he was just injured like tier all one or year. Tier. He's not tier one or tier two anymore. But he's up there at least at the top of tier three with Schultz, right? Like, when he's on the yeah. field, he's a threat. Yeah, I, his last couple games haven't been great either. Like, since he's been healthy, he's had, like, a couple of 30-yard game stringers. Like, I don't know. I think that's my that might be why I left him off the list is because he was injured, uh, and he keeps getting injured. And then he's been back, but he hasn't been it until he goes against the Hawks, who are, like, fifth worst in the nfl against tight end so it's like how much do you want to inflate that um but i agree that there's an argument to be made top of or like end of the second tier early third tier i think is right um but top three i don't think so he's certainly good enough and relevant enough for us to have brought him up in the conversation though for sure certainly good enough for that Definitely. Okay. Well, that, that was a fun little exercise. Um, and then I, I had one on here where I was basically just like, do you guys have any fantasy teams specifically that like you just love that have made the playoffs that you are confident are going to take you to the end, be a championship mm-hmm. team? And, or do you have a team that you just, and I think Evan has one on tap, but do you have a team where you just cannot believe that you miss the playoffs with that team? Sure. I, I got two teams that I cannot believe that I missed the playoffs on. All right. One, all right. This is a PPR two point two points PPR for tight ends. All right. Super flex league here. Joe Burrow, DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, Gabe Davis, Brandon Ayuk, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Pat Fryermuth, Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, Javante Williams, Trey Lance. Oh. That sounds it sounds so hurt. good. Like it, it it just hurts. Yeah. And it's just like, it can't make the playoffs. Came in seventh in that league. All right. And then there's another one. Same format. Two point tight end PPR. Okay. Josh Allen, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, uh, Traylon Burks, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. Uh, let me see. Just scrolling here. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Brees Hall, and didn't make the playoffs. Man, that Brees Hall was looking so good for me in so many leagues until he got injured. He was looking like the the league winner for me because I have him in so many places. That is, yeah, that is really brutal. Um, I'll I'll take it to one that like I'm just very excited to have. Uh, 
I have a team uh, in RPG Druids where it is a tight end premium. I think just one point uh, Superflex League, but I got the Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown stack, which has just been money. Uh, but then my running backs are pretty exciting with Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, and then, you know, just to sprinkle it in, Jarek McKinnon, who's looking pretty good now. Uh, and wide receivers, like I said, A.J. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk. Just some, like, guys that broke into that, like, top 10 area when they really weren't supposed to. Um, didn't get my bye week with that team, which is a little unfortunate. But my first game is up against Eric's uh, terrible, terrible team. So, uh, it should be an easy win for me. Excuse me. Not terrible, terrible team. More like absolutely boned by injuries this year. I was like seven and I was six and zero oh at one point with this team, and now I'm seven and seven. Yep. I, I, injuries absolutely killed me on that league. I'm so sad. I, well, I thought that would yeah. be a really good team for me. I'll double your sadness by being an eleven three team that didn't get a bye week. Like that's come on. <laughs> I earned that one is, at that point. That is crazy. Um, what about you, Eric? You got you got a team that you love or hate, or love hate I, I or hate love. I I do have one that I love. It's in the L fucking Empire League. I actually mm. really like my team in this league. I've got it is a one tight end super flex three flex league. I've got Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Justin Jefferson, Deonta Johnson, T.J. Hawkinson, Zeke. DJ Moore, Duvernay, Mahomes. Um, and on my bench, I don't think I have anything spectacular on my bench. I think it's mostly just my starting lineup. Funny enough, yeah. a team that I uh, beat last week with my uh, also very good El fucking Empire League team. You beat me last week? Yeah. I sure did. Good. Well, that was close, too. It was close. It was a, it was a barn burner, and it was also fun because – it was basically the match that would decide who got a bye week. And yeah. I, I squeezed one out with four points. Yeah, I got that on him. But I really, I really like my team in that league. Um I, I think we'll see each other in the finals. The one well, uh was it Don? Oh, we got a good team in that Wait, league will too. we? Oh no, I'm sorry, we won't, because if you beat Dad Bod, oh, then we you. play each other for the semifinals. I think we'll see each other in the next round though. Um yeah. the one I'm absolutely cursed in. Literally, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Is this Goblins League? I cannot make the playoffs. This is our third year. Cannot make it. The first year, I had the second most points for in the entire league. And I went five and nine or five and eight because I went back and looked that it, what is it, 14 weeks? I think mm-hmm. it was eight or nine. Of the 14, like I actually counted them. It was like eight or nine. I had the second highest points in the league, and I played the person who had the most. It was like eight of my losses was like that. It was so aggravating. So I missed it. Then the next year, I just randomly bottomed out. Then this year, I was doing really good. I was eight and four, and then I lost two in a row. I was like, "Ah, I'm eight and six. I'll still get in. I'm seventh. Cannot make the playoffs in this league. And my team's not bad. It's... um. Two tight end, two uh two tight end super flex. That's I'm a funky a league. We we do some like weird points in that league. You get like extra points for every rushing attempt and return and punt yards and like all kinds of crazy stuff. 
but I've got like Mahomes, I've got Swift, Deonta Johnson, I've got Komet, I've got Justin Herbert. Uh, Pitts being injured really hurt me. Smith being injured really hurt me. Uh, I've Claypool. I've got London. I like. I've got good players on this stupid team. I just can't figure out a way to make the playoffs. It's ridiculous. That's uh, but, uh, that's one league that I completely sold the boat on. Oh yeah, you're um, on fourteen. I'm I'm zero and fourteen, Evan, and you might appreciate this. Um, I have nine first round draft picks in 2023. Jeez. So I'm just taking that whole class. So <laughs> I have so many running backs. You're gonna be so good in three years in that league. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that. That's definitely the league I have the most uh first round draft picks in, hands down. Uh I I don't know if you saw this, Eric, but I was one point away from my first win in that league last week. I scored like 230, and my only players are AJ Brown and Travis Etienne. God. So so ridiculous. So I will say one one bright spot for me is a Devi league that I have where I just went like heavy Devi players. So that team definitely didn't make the playoffs. Least amount of max points for this year. But all right, we got a starting lineup already of Trevor Lawrence, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, George Pickens, Garrett Wilson, uh, Josh Palmer, who, whether you like him or not, Josh Palmer's valuable, Drake London, Jameson Williams. All right, so decent, okay, I guess, NFL roster. But we have six Devi firsts, six mm. Devi seconds, mm. with a Devi roster of Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Drake May, Anthony Richardson, Drew Aller, Braylon Allen, Will Shipley, Sean Tucker, Marvin Harrison Jr., Xavier Worthy, Emeka Ibuka, Brock Bowers, Michael Mayer, Jatavion Sanders. You're cheating. <laughs> That's a cheat code. You're a cheater. What? That's it's insane. literally just banking on high on high potential, high upside Devi guys. That's an insane like Devi list. Already just having wide receivers figured out at the NFL. Holy moly! Wild. All right. Well, yep. Well, as long as we're talking excited. about teams that we're excited for in the future, um, I have a team in our monks league that has nothing in terms of QB and even kind of running back. I have uh, I have Tony Pollard. As basically like I, I lost Javonta Williams, so that sucked. But I basically just have Tony Pollard. But listen to my wide receivers real quick and try not to get ex- too excited. My wide receivers in this league are Jamar Chase, DJ Moore, Chris Olave, Drake London, Tra- Traylon Burks, <laughs> uh, Chase Claypool, uh, and I guess that's about it. But just having like basically every wide receiver from this fast draft class. And they've all been like pretty good. I basically just don't have Garrett Wilson. And other than that, I have all the wide receivers. <laughs> so I'm excited about their shelf life and just like keeping them on my team for the next 10 years and being set at wide receiver. It's pretty exciting. Your starting QBs are Davis Mills and Mike White. Yeah. <laughs> and cool. I just and I just missed the playoffs. I, I just missed the playoffs. I snuck in in that league. I didn't think I was going to make it, and I just slipped into the sixth. Okay, Hawks are rolling now. Hawks are rolling now. We're on the 34. Okay, okay. Seven to zero still? Dude, we're still in this. We're still in this shit. All right. 
I've forgotten how much I like my monks team in this league. It's actually pretty good. Monks are fun, dude. I, I, that team's that whole league is weird. How it's like small points, but small touchdowns points. are still worth the same. Worth the same. So it's like, it's really about the touchdowns. You want to get touchdown guys. Yep. Uh, but anywho, so that that was a fun little thing. Um, in terms of segments, Evan, are we looking at a best bet from you this week? You got anything in the the chamber? No. No, I need to sleep. Not yeah. look at bets. I appreciate you not giving us a a bet when you are as sleep deprived as you are not losing us any money. (laughs) Uh, But Eric, I, I think you might, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know if you can like pepper spray through the monitor, but my eyes are starting to water and I don't know why. I think it might be because you have something spicy coming down the pipeline. I do got something spicy. Um, I have basically, um, I basically have hit the high roll on the best spicy take that I was going to make of the year when I called before the explosion of Justin Fields that he'd be a top 10 QB coming in. Um, I still think he's around one or two, and he's missed a week and had a bye week. He's been phenomenal, so I feel real good about that. I don't know if I could get better than that one. But um, this one is more of like a fantasy football playoff spicy take. Um, Something a little to keep your eye on, take, take tabs of. After watching last week, because I think Baker Mayfield's probably going to be the starter for the rest of the way in the Rams, and just the instant connection he had, I think uh, Skolrenik for the Rams might be a sneaky playoff winner for some teams. Just that last little flex spot on your team to throw him in, he could easily get you 15, 20 points here or there. It might be the difference in a playoff run for somebody. Um, so my spicy take is that uh, Skowernik is going to actually win some fantasy leagues for some people this year. Isn't it Skowernik? Is it Skowernik? Skowernik, maybe. I don't even know. If, you have a, if you're going to have a spicy take about him, you better get his name right. Skowernik. No, I think there's a really good chance that Skoranek is going to uh, decide some fantasy playoff matchups here. Skoranek sounds like a condition. Like, oh, man, I just got oh, diagnosed with – I'm Skoranek. Did you hear what happened to Bob at the office? He got Skoranek. Oh, dude, that's so rough. You don't want to get Skoranek. He's so young. How did he get Skoranek? Think about the amount of best ball teams that he's on, that he actually did something last week. Yeah. I think that's got to feel good. I think he could sneaky, like – really win some people some matchups okay well we we shall see i mean they're devoid they need someone to step up there so it's entirely likely that he starts getting funneled with how i mean and they play who they play this week i think they played a really bad defense this week let me double check that yeah rams are yeah like you're you're telling me you couldn't see like a a week of skoranek getting like seven catches a hundred yards and a touchdown or something like that and just i'm um, a flex the signing factor for you i mean who else van jefferson or tutu atwell because that's it that's all yeah. they got the one i would bet on would be skoronic and it's still a sean mcveigh offense so you know they're gonna be creative and get guys open well so. we uh we shall see i i have to imagine you have a little you have some skoronic don't you this is a little bit of bias I'm playing him in the Druids League against you. I knew it. I knew you had him. I knew it. I knew it. He's all in right. play. He's going to be the reason I beat you this week. Not going to happen. But all right, all right. Uh, well, will you? What? What should? What? Should, uh, I don't want to put a bet on that. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, next week if I beat you and Skoranek goes off, but you know what? Water bet me. Water bet me, and you don't have to do anything. 
But okay. if if Skorana goes off and you beat me in Druids, I will take a bucket of water to the dome. Done. So, all right. Uh, well then, that uh, it's good and spicy. That takes us into top dogs. Let's run through these things uh real quick so I can catch the second half of this uh Hawks game uh to enjoy because it actually looks like we. I mean, hey, seven to three, we're still in it. Um, so yeah, let's get these done so I can drink more and watch my team probably lose, but maybe win. Um, so yeah, just right off the bat week 15, uh, you know, this is fancy playoffs, uh, in basically all the RPG leagues. So very important, exciting week. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I took a little stack and I am sorry, not sorry, Eric about the stack. Um, but I took Jalen hurts as my QB, against the Chicago Bears. I mean, this guy, right? Jalen Hurts. He's going to get done with his legs. Uh, He's going to get done through the air. That A.J. Brown combo has proved lethal. Um, They don't get... Goddard's not playing in this game, I think. I think he's just been designated to return to IR. So they might not have Goddard back here. But I don't think it really matters when you're going against the, the Bears, who are just pretty deficient in in their defense um doesn't have a lot that scares me too bad and this is a game where i think jalen hurts is just going to ball out and kind of a little mini audition game uh to show what he can do to get that big boy contract next year not that he hasn't already earned it but uh, a good chance for him to showcase the skill set so jalen hurts qb1 top dog for week 15 well um that is a very good pick by the way um my only concern would be that Justin Fields has the flu and they said Nathan Peterman might be starting the game. That game might oh. be over. Uh, That's a mm. Chicago. I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't know that. Fields is day to day with the flu. So oh, we'll no. see. Uh, yeah. If Nathan Peterman's starting for the bears, like that game's done maybe halfway through the second quarter. It, the only way the oh. bears even got to keeping it close as it feels is at 100 percent. that's it that's the only chance i have well then i guess like you i'm uh prayers up for fields this week mm-hmm. no uh with how good that eagles defense is i might actually want fields to sit that one out i don't want him to get hit that much i'm kind of uh, it, it'll be interesting if he is healthy just because i mean look man not to give you too many uh sprinkles on your sunday but fields man he he's the qb to stop man and the eagles are certainly a team that's probably capable of doing it, but I'd love to see it because would, Fields has looked defenses look silly. Oh, I know. Well, I think um I saw some stat that um there's been 12 rushes this year in the NFL that a player's reached 22 miles an hour or something like that. Seven of the 12 was Justin Fields. Damn. Who did fast? Yeah. Um, and I think they said only two or three other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL have had a rush of over 50 yards or something like that over a career and fields did it in a month. Something silly. He's insane. Um, I mean, his throwing needs to improve, but Oh my God, is he a weapon on the ground? He's a better running Lamar Jackson at this point. I think in terms of fantasy relevance, man, I, I, I gotta give it up to you. You, you, I think your take was right. I mean, it looks like it anyway. He is the most fantasy relevant QB from that class right now. 
Well, I mean, the crazy thing is I know people until about last week, which I thought this take was incorrect. And I think last week kind of proved it, but a lot of people started talking about that fields was the best quarterback to come out of that draft. I still think it's Lawrence. And I think Lawrence proved that last week that Lawrence is still the guy, but I do think fields is too. Um, I mean, you look like you got something you want to say. You know what defense has the most sacks in the NFL? Eagles. Go birds. <laughs> That's why I don't want him to play. I don't want him to get hit. You don't even you don't even want him to play. This year's lost. Let's get the second overall pick and let's yeah. move on. You you yeah. put one of the best defensive lines in football this year against one of the worst offensive lines in football this year. Yeah. It'd be an exciting game to see. But, All right, well, Eric, what do you got for QB? Full circle, this is why Hertz might be on the bench in the second half. But um, I got Mahomes. I mean, can you ever go wrong picking Mahomes? I don't think you possibly can. He's playing the Texans. Well, he might also be on the bench at half. Yeah, but, I was going to say, double standard here, buddy. Like, he might also <laughs> be on the bench at halftime. But the, the Texans are weird. They're like They, like, hang around. They don't win, but they hang around just enough to like make you keep the gas on the pedal it's for some really weird seeing them almost beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Like stuff like that, right? Like they're just they just kind of linger. And as long as they linger, Mahomes will be slinging. And I also think that uh the Chiefs are a little upset with how they who they play last week? Uh the Broncos. I think they're a little upset they let the Broncos back in that game. And I think they really want a get right game, and I think this is a get right game. All right. And uh, Evan, who you got for QB? Uh, so my QB is going to be Justin Herbert. Uh, he's going against the very porous, very beat up Tennessee secondary. Uh, and he just threw for over 350 yards last week against Miami. So yeah, let's uh, let's do that again, and let's get a couple more a uh, couple more touchdown passes in there, and let's throw the ball another 40 plus times which he has in he's thrown the ball more than 45 times in each of his last three games Jeez, he's, he's got keenan allen back he's got mike williams back he's got joshua palmer he's got deandre carter like yep. he has gerald everett he has austin eckler he has an offensive line that's starting to get healthy it may just be time for herbert to finally ding off this season and it's going to be right in time for fantasy playoffs. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think with the expectation that Herbert had going in, this would be a welcome, like, show up game for him because he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been, like, I think generally what people expected him to be. Um, be like a, a little bit. I mean, and I don't think that's entirely his fault with how many injuries his wide receiver core has has had this year, but uh okay cool yeah i like the i like the herbert pick um taking it to rb uh i like this one because i'm watching it happen right now uh i went christian mccaffrey against the abhorrent seahawks running defense uh and so far i mean it started out really good it's starting to dwindle and i don't know how to feel about that as a hawks fan but also choosing christian mccaffrey like i love seeing him like he was three and 28 i think and now he's 11 for 51 so it's starting to kind of you know we're starting to stop him a little bit and that's nice he still has uh six for seven receptions um which is cool uh but yeah i think if he scores a touchdown 
has a couple more receptions, maybe gets up, gets it up to nine <laughs> and maybe puts up another 40, 50 yards in the second half of the game here. I think he's a pretty easy shoe in here for a QB or RB top dog for a week 15. And I'm watching it in front of my eyes. So uh, that's, that's exciting. Um, but yeah, so uh, running back for you, Eric, who you got? I've got uh, Mr. Miles Sanders um, jumping on that uh, Eagles going to kill the Bears train because that's what's going to happen. But uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Sanders has been balling out. He What did he have last week? He had like two touchdowns, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at his stats real quick because it was nuts. Uh, yeah, he had 17 attempts for 144 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. As an 8.47 yards per carry. And uh, he's been an RB3. He's been top three RB or higher in two of the last three weeks. Yeah. Against bad run teams. Guess who has one of the worst run teams in football? The Chicago Bears. Uh, I see another huge week coming from Miles Sanders. Um, Yeah. I don't think I need to even say any more than that. All right. And running back for Evan. Uh, I'm sticking with that Tennessee uh, Los Angeles game and I'm going with King Henry. Uh, what does Tennessee do? Well, they hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and say, Hey, please do something for us because our offense is inept at everything else. So feed the ball to King Henry, go up against a defensive line and defense in general for the chargers right now. That is very injured. Bosa is not expected to play. Uh, He's not expected to come back this week. You have like four defensive tackles on IR for the Chargers. So you have all that. And I mean, basically the only one on the defensive line that is of concern is Khalil Mack. And then you have Derwin James, who's likely expected, who is expected to be out uh, this week as well. So Derwin is another big injury as well, which who knows? Maybe Tennessee actually puts up some points for a change, and then Henry can just kind of run the ball in the fourth quarter another 10 to 15 times. Yeah, Traylon Burks should be back, hopefully, so that will open up a little bit of room there. Um, Yeah, no, I like that. This is King Henry time of year. Uh, He thrives in December. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, sneaky low key if Tennessee absolutely bottoms out at the end of this year. And um, I think there's a not 0% chance that the starting quarterback of the Titans next year could be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> hey, you had your spicy take. We've, we're already past and that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I, I heard things. So I, I mean, it was a rumor at the start of the season. If you remember, he like bought it's a house I think, back, in Tennessee. It's starting back up again. All right. Uh, well, moving on to wide receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, I prefaced it. I'm taking the stack. Hurts AJ Brown. It's just too lethal. Um, so I'm taking it. I'm I'm just pummeling the uh the Bears game here. I just don't think that defense can stop this uh the best offense in the NFL. So first to AJ Brown. Let's get a couple of touchdowns over 100 yards, maybe six, seven receptions, and lock it in. AJ Brown, top dog. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm surprised Evan hasn't tried to make a bet with me on this game yet. Um, it's not happening, but I'm surprised he hasn't tried it. Um, I mean, 
I'm going JJ. I mean, how many times has JJ been wide receiver one this year? A bunch or close many, to it? Many times. I feel like you can't really go wrong with it. He just puts up numbers every single week. He's like one of my favorite fantasy players to own right now. Um, every week I'm like, oh, he's going to get me 20 or more. So I'm just going to roll with JJ. All right. And wide receiver for Evan. Going uh, Stefan Diggs. Mm, is it the right choice? Uh, I don't really know. But Miami's offense has just been inept recently for whatever reason. Tua forgets how to throw the football. Um, so I think that could lead to a lot of shorter fields uh, for Josh Allen, for Stefan Diggs. And he just kind of throws some deep passes. Uh, the Miami secondary has been relatively hurt. Uh, Corey, I see your face, so I'm sure you're seeing what I saw previously uh, in the Hawks game. Not great. Uh, oh, Homer, why? Why are we even? Why? Why? Homer? And I get it. Josh Allen, when you look at the next gen stats, uh, his velocity on his passes has been down uh, ever since the supposed injury that he had to his arm. But Stefan Diggs is still Stefan Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs. Uh, going to be a snowy game, I've read. Does that excite you or scare you even a little bit? I mean, yeah, sure. It scares me. But it's also Buffalo. So yeah. I'm just fully expecting those boys from Miami that are used to, you know, the nice heat to be out there and just freeze on the field. And then Stefan Diggs will just be running deep. And, you know, Josh Allen will just be like, hey, let me just lightly toss this ball to you. <laughs> that makes so sense. I heard, I heard an interesting breakdown by um, Greg Cosell from NFL Films on uh, the Dolphins and what's been going on. He said basically he thinks this, the 49ers a couple weeks ago unlocked a way to play the Dolphins on defense where basically two has been quick throwing all of this stuff over the middle of the field. And they were so afraid of Tyreek and Waddle that they were playing back on them. But now what they're doing is they're completely shutting down the middle of the field and pulling up the corners on Tyreek and Waddle. So he can't just throw it out to them real quick. And it's making two a jittery in the pocket and he's not hitting Tua and Waddle when they get broken open behind the cornerbacks. And he said the 49ers did it and the Chargers copied it with a much worse defense and had the same amount of success. And he says, you're going to see a lot of that repeated from these teams going in. So they might've figured out some of the secret to the Dolphins offense. And it's up to Tua to learn to overcome it. I thought that was very interesting. interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. I suppose. Uh, but yeah, taking it to yeah, that'll be a really fun game. I'm excited to see that's Saturday game too. So a little bit of uh, early football in the sky. Yeah, yeah, we're in Saturday season. Hell yeah! My beloved college football is no longer on all day on Saturday. Oh. What the Michigan Wolverines are in the playoffs? Let's go, baby! Hey, Penn State's in the Rose Bowl. We are. Oh, that is a good one. And the Huskies are better than everyone thought they would be. Yay! <laughs> hey, Michael Penix is coming back. They got a hey. shot. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, taking it to tight end, a little boring, I know, but kind of like what Eric was saying with uh, Patrick Mahomes, can't go wrong with Travis Kelsey. Um, I feel like he's due. Um, Hasn't been like a huge Kelsey game in a bit. Um, And I certainly think that they can get it done this week uh, against the pitiful Texans. I think it could just end up being like three total plays in a row 
Mahomes and Kelsey three touchdowns. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think Travis Kelsey has a very, very, very good and easy shot at being the top dog for week 15. Corner got the same of you as you. I got Kelsey. I went with Kelsey one because he's the best tight end in football. Two, I'm stacking him with Mahomes. Um, and I feel like the most success we've had in these top dogs is when we stack people. So I've been trying to stack guys, and Mahomes Kelsey is my stack this week. Oh, yeah. Dalton Schultz. Why? I don't know. I just picked him. <laughs> I like that. Right. Well, I don't know. I saw you guys took Kelsey, and I was like, well, I can't make it three for three. So yeah. who do I want? Eh, let's go with Dalton Schultz. That's a finer reason, as any. We we're all just guessing at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. You on Hawkinson. The fraudulent one. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Uh, so there's not like a great nickname for that. I was trying to come up with something off the bat, but uh, Suckinson is the only thing I could think of, and that seems a little harsh. Uh, He's a Suckinson. Yeah. <laughs> just as a reminder, uh, we, we were off for like a month, but just as a reminder, Evan is still in the lead in this Top Dogs game at eight. Uh, Eric pulled away from me uh with a i think a kelsey pick in the last one that we did to bring him up to six and i'm still sitting down here at four uh hopefully tag a couple this week to uh get myself back up there but uh, well, what was it, that one week i almost had all four right i was like three yeah. out of four or something like i think you were that's what i think it was yeah i think you almost got all four and then you ended up with like two but like the other two were like the number two guys so you're like right, right there yeah yeah that's the one that pulled me back into this Yep. But hey, man, uh, I think we can all just say real quickly that fancy playoffs time. Um, we all, I'm sure, have teams that are either on their bye week or are competing for that uh, semifinal playoff spot. And I wish you all uh, the best of luck, except for where I'm playing you. Then I wish me more luck than you. Fair, fair. This is a weird year. I made the playoffs in more leagues than I didn't, but I didn't get a single bye. Weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got I think I have three or four by weeks and I think nine total playoff appearances this year. Oh, yeah, I have like a 25 percent share of one on one. So you go. So we'll see you next year with Bijan. <laughs> yeah, uh... I mean, I, with with so much like primed and ready Bijan picks at your like disposal right now in your arsenal. I got to know just if you can pick one team that he goes to realistically that makes you just over the moon excited for all those teams. Where would it be? I mean, I would love to see him with my Eagles. I would love to see him in Miami as well. Miami. That's, that's pretty good one. That wouldn't be bad. I feel like the bucks could be a good spot too. Yeah. No, no, (laughs) they are a historically bad rushing team. Rashad, Rashad White has been doing well enough that they won't invest first-round draft capital. Mm. Uh, and most likely, Bijan with the hype is going to go in the first round. You pair that along with the fact that Leonard Fournette is still likely there next year because of his contract situation. No. Watch the Texans go first overall, Bijan. Gross. Will never happen. Just watch it happen. We're, we're ending the show. <laughs> Gross. I don't just mean this episode. We're ending the show for like forever. We're never going back after that one. You can just cut that out in post. <laughs> yeah, I'll just cut that out. Yeah, that's right. Well, would that be a Texans thing to do? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of, yeah, it would, they, they need quarterbacks so bad. I, they need quarterbacks so bad that I don't think they're going to take quarterback because I think they're so bad. <laughs> I still think they're going to take Will Anderson. Oh my I, God. I stand, I stand by that. Yeah, I can, I I can see it. I rather the Bears trade back and get a haul, but I think the Bears are at three right now, though, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Rams hopped them. Uh, oh, oh, really? No, Rams so. one. We're like four and eight. Are the Broncos two then? Oh, sorry, the Broncos. The Broncos. Okay. Them. Okay. That's what. Okay. Yeah, Broncos yeah, yeah. are three, right? I think that's uh, right. No. Is... Bron- oh. No, no, no. Broncos are two right now because their strength of schedule is worse. Okay. So the Yay. Broncos' strength of schedule is point four eight four, whereas the Bears' strength of schedule is point five two, or point five seven two. Give me oh, that wow. two pick. Give me it. Give me it. I want that number two pick. Corsos. <laughs> Look, the Eagles may very well have the best record in football, and they have a top five pick right now. Okay, That's yeah. Crazy. All right, fine. You win. All right, I got. I got. I got to go eat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Good pod, guys. Well, glad to be back up on it. Good luck. Good luck, Fox. Yeah. Thank you. We're gonna need it. Fourteen three. Damn. Damn. Sure. Travis Homer. Damn you. Damn you, Travis Homer!